Good morning. It's nine o'clock and we are calling to order the planning director hearing of January 31st, 2024. My name is Robert Manford and I'm the hearing officer for today's agenda. On behalf of and delegated by the director of planning, building and code enforcement, Mr. Christopher Burton. This meeting is being held via Zoom conference call. Members of the public may participate by following the instructions listed on page two of the agenda. If you would like to provide public comment, you have two methods to do so. First, for participants who joined electronically and have audio input available on their computer or smartphone, they can use the raise hand feature in Zoom during the agenda item that they would like to speak to or click star nine on their phone. Please remember to keep your raise hand feature on until planning support staff identifies your time to speak. During the meeting, please call 408-535-3505. Again, the phone number is 408-535-3505. Or you can email planning support staff at sanjoseca.gov. Again, the email address is planning support staff, one word, at sanjoseca.gov. And identify your name that is listed on Zoom, phone number that you like to call into Zoom with, and what item or items that you like to comment on. All members of the public will remain in unmute until the individual identifies they would like to speak and they are unmuted. Planning support staff will identify you by name when it's your turn to speak. At that time, you will be unmuted and can provide comment for the allotted period of time. If you exceed your allotted time, you may be muted so we can move on to the next speaker. Please note the following. I will identify each project as described on the agenda. For those items on consent calendar, I will ask if anyone wishes to speak on the item. If a separate discussion is warranted, I'll move the item to the public hearing portion of the agenda. If a separate discussion is not needed, the item will remain on the consent calendar for approval. For those items listed on the public hearing, I will ask staff to provide a brief report. The applicant or their representative who wishes to speak on the item will have up to five minutes to speak and should identify themselves by stating their name for the record, although it's not required. After the applicant or their representative has spoken, any member of the public who wishes to speak on the item may provide testimony for up to two minutes per speaker, either for or against the project. All members of the public should identify their name for the record. Following comments from the public, the applicant may make additional remarks for up to five minutes. I will then close the public hearing and I may ask staff to answer questions, respond to comments made by the applicant or the public or further discuss the item. I will then take action on the item. If you challenge these land use decisions in court, you may be limited to raising only those issues you or someone else raised at this public hearing or in written correspondence delivered to the city at or prior to this public hearing. The planning director's actions on the agenda items will be final when the permit is signed and mailed, unless the permit or the environmental clearance determination is appealed. The planning director's actions on the permits are appealable in accordance with the requirements of Title 20 of the Municipal Code, which is the zoning ordinance. The planning director's actions on the environmental review for the permits under the California Environmental Quality Act, CEQA, are separately appealable in accordance with the requirements of Title 21 of the city's municipal code, which is environmental clearance. 
Before we begin, I want to remind members of the public to follow our code of conduct at all meetings. This includes commenting on the specific agenda item only. Public speakers will not engage in a conversation with the hearing officer or staff. The hearing officer, staff, and the public are expected to refrain from abusive language. Repeated failure to comply with the code of conduct, which will disturb, disrupt, or impede the orderly conduct of this meeting, may result in removal from the meeting. This meeting of the director hearing will now come to order. We will begin today's meeting with the matter of deferrals. Any item scheduled for hearing this morning for which deferral to a future meeting date is being requested will be moved to this portion of the agenda and considered on the matter of deferral. I do not see any items listed under deferral, but I'll still go ahead and open the public hearing for deferral. Does staff or anyone in the audience wish to speak to the matter of deferral or deferring any item listed on today's agenda? Support staff, have you been contacted? No, but I do see one hand uh, raised by Rigo. Can you unmute them and let's hear what they have to say? Yes, I wanted to talk on consent. Um, do I got to wait for that to be get called? Yes. Yes, Rigo, we'll get to that. Support okay. staff, have you been contacted? No, we have not. Okay. Hearing or seeing none, the matter of deferral is now closed and we'll move on to the next item on the agenda, which is consent calendar items. We do have three items on the consent calendar. I'll go through each one of them. Item number 3A, HA17-019-02 and ER23-277. This is a site development permit amendment to amend the population served from exclusively seniors to allow both seniors and qualifying tenants at, it, at an existing 301 unit affordable housing development. There are no proposed changes to the previously approved project affordability levels. This is located at 255 East Virginia Street within the city's council district three. Staff recommendation is the consideration of the determination of consistency with the mitigated negative declaration for the Virginia Street Studios project in accordance with CEQA and approval of a site development permit. Does staff or anyone in the audience wish to speak to this particular item, number 3A, HA17-019-2 and ER23-277? We do have one hand raised. Okay, support staff, can you unmute them. Yes. Uh, Eric Latchford, you are unmuted. Hi, good morning. I think I took myself off. Can everybody hear me? Yes, yes we, we can, can hear you. Eric. All right. Um, so thank you. I just wanted to ask one question around this. I am part of the community within the noticing radius for this project. When it initially was proposed and sent through planning, it came with three waivers to existing requirements and one of them was for parking and i don't see anything in the amendment to review whether or not changing from a senior community which when it was reviewed basically to crudely paraphrase it well it's mostly seniors there will be some retirees there will be less uh automobile density if we're changing to 
uh, qualifying tenants of all age groups. Are we expecting there to be a greater car density? Um, we're surrounded on three sides on this project by basically highway and places where we can't park. So being part of the neighborhood with already a big complex diagonally across the intersection from this one, I had a bit of a concern about that and just wanted to ask. So, so thank you, Eric. Since you've raised a substantive concern, I will move this to the public hearing portion so that staff can answer when we get there. So uh, item number 3A has been moved to public hearing. We will move on to the next item on the consent calendar, which is item number 3B, HA21-044-01 and ER24-012. This is a site's development permit amendment to amend previously approved concessions and waivers under state density bonus law, including provision of a natural gas boiler system, common and private open space requirements and setbacks, and to remove a driveway along North Morrison Avenue for a previously approved 300 units, 100% affordable multifamily residential building on an approximately 1.10 gross acre site located at 950 to 970 West Julian Street within the city's council district six. Staff recommendation is to consider the exemption in accordance with CEQA and approval of a site development permit. Does staff or anyone in the audience wish to speak to this particular item? Number 3B, HA21-044-1 and ER24-012. Support staff, have you been mm. contacted? No, but Rigo's hand is raised. I don't know if this was for the previous item or for this item. Rigo, could you clarify which item you're raising your hand for? Yes, yes, for this item. Okay. Okay. Rigo, um, can we hear you right quick on this? And if this warrants moving into public hearing, we'll do so. Yes, uh, I'm here to talk. Uh, ask a question about the 950, 970 West Julian project. Um, you know, it has potential to be a great project for the community. Um, it's a crucial decision to make choosing the right contractor on this development. GEMCOR, uh, the developer, has a, doesn't have a good track record in the community. They haven't been good at paying fair wages or helping at-risk youth, veterans, women find a path through apprenticeships. I urge the developers to pick a responsible contractor and, um, you know, to make this community better, you know, pay fair wages and help youth succeed. Thank you. Your comment is part of the record and it will be taken into consideration. Thank you. Support staff, do we have any other hands raised? No, we do not. Thank you. We'll move on to the next item on the consent calendar, which is PDA 20-012-01 and ER 23-270. This is a planned development permit amendment to allow for the facing of the project and the installation of bollards along internal private drive on an approximately 10.0 gross acre site located on the southeast corner of Stevens Creek Boulevard and Lopina Way, specifically 4300, 4340, and 4360 Stevens Creek Boulevard within the city's council district one. Staff recommendation is to consider the addendum to the final environmental impact report prepared for the Stevens Creek Promenade as amended in accordance with CEQA and approval of a planned development permit amendment. 
that staff or anyone in the audience wish to speak to this particular item, number 3C, PDA 20-012 and 01 and ER 23-270. Support staff, do we have any hands raised or have you been contacted? No, we have not. Thank you. So hearing or seeing none, the consent calendar items are closed and item numbers 3B and 3C are hereby approved. Item number 3A again is moved to public hearing of this agenda. The support staff, can you please show approval of the two items? on the screen. Thank you again, item number three B and three C are hereby approved and three A is moved to public hearing. We'll now move on to the public hearing component. We already had one item, number four A, but since three A was moved to public hearing, we will move on with three A now, again, 3A is HA 17-019-02 and ER 23-277. Is the project manager online? And if so, Alec Atenza, could you please give a brief presentation on the project and why we are here? Sure. Thank you, Hearing Officer. This is Alec Atienza, Planning Project Manager on the Planning Development Review Team. I think the project description um, speaks for itself. This amendment is solely to modify the uh, already constructed project to serve uh, any qualifying tenants as opposed to what was previously approved for um, seniors. Uh, just to address the comment that the um, uh, previous public speaker made, so this project did receive a concession for parking as part of the original approval. Um, that's H17019. That was approved in 2019. The applicant actually subsequently came back in in 2022 for an amendment to amend um, their density bonus concession for parking. Um, and basically what they did was they, they changed their uh, the way that car parking would be calculated under density bonus from the state law to the city's adopted uh, density bonus ordinance. Uh, there's actually no change in the number of parking spaces that exist on the site, um, but it, it basically allowed the applicant to utilize the city's uh, parking ordinance, which doesn't discriminate between uh, seniors or uh, many qualifying tenants. Since then, uh, in April 10th, of this past year, 2023, the city actually waived all minimum parking requirements. So there are no longer any minimum parking requirements. Um, so the applicant doesn't need any type of uh, concession to remove parking. Um, in any event, the applicant is still providing parking on site. Um, I can just let you know how many real quick here. 151 stalls. Um, and that, that remains the same number that was approved with the original development permit. Um, so I'm here for any questions, if you have any follow-up. Thanks. Thank you, Alec. And as uh, protocol demands, uh, we can call again on the uh, commenting party since uh, they previously spoke, but we'll give them the opportunity to speak again. And also, if their question has been answered, they can note that. Eric, are you online? And if so, can you unmute yourself and speak? 
Uh, I am still here. Uh, thank you. Um, no, I believe that answers the question, particularly if the city has waived all minimum parking. Um, I don't know what neighborhoods do for um, parking density on curbside, but I'll, I guess I'll pursue that through my local neighborhood committee. Thank you, Eric. Support staff, have you been contacted? And do we have any other commenting party that has contact, I mean, that wishes to speak? Uh, no, I have not been contacted and I don't see any other hands raised. Thank you. Hearing or seeing none, the public hearing on item number 3A is hereby closed. And I haven't heard from staff uh, that clearly responded to the comments regarding parking and then the fact that no structural changes or parking changes or AMI are changing on that. Item number 3A is hereby approved. So post staff, can you show that on the screen and we'll move on to the next. Thank you. Again, item number 3A, HA 17-019-02 and ER 23-277 is hereby approved. We'll move on to the only item we had on the public hearing, which is item number 4A, TR 23-467. This is it. Live tree removal permit for the removal of six ordinance size trees on residential properties at 180 Arroyo Way, 398 South 17th Street, and 797 East William Street to allow the construction of flat walls by the Santa Clara Valley Water District under Federal Energy Regulatory Commission other compliance projects, Coyote Creek Flood Management Measures projects. Located along the western bank of Coyote Creek between East San Fernando Street and East William Street, specifically 180 Arroyo Way, 398 South 17th Street, and 797 East William Street. Within the city's council district three, staff recommendation is consideration of the CEQA exemption and approval of a live tree removal permit. I will now call on Jason Lee, the project manager, to give a brief presentation on the project. Jason? Good morning, hearing officer. Uh, my name is Jason Lee, project manager for this, uh, this file. Uh, this project is a live tree removal permit to remove six ordinance-sized trees at three single-family residences in conjunction with Valley Waters project to construct flood walls along Coyote Creek. This tree removal was originally notified on January 5th, 2024, and a timely request for a public hearing was received on January 11th, 2024. Although Valley Water is a public agency, a live tree removal permit is required for these trees because they are located on private property. Um, this request is part of the FOCP's Coyote Creek Flood Management Measures Project, of which the primary objective is to provide protection from floods up to an approximately 5% flood or 20-year event. The preservation of the public health or safety requires the removal of these trees because of their proximity to Valley Water's proposed flood walls, which are required to protect the public health and safety of residents along Coyote Creek. 
Valley Water has provided documents to the city to show that it has obtained rights to remove trees on all three properties, either through prejudgment possession of the parcel or an easement deed allowing removal of the trees. Um, therefore, staff recommends that the director consider the exemption and approve the live tree removal permit. Um, and the applicant, well, let's start with uh, Rafael Tercios from Valley Water and um, I know there's other members of the team here as well. Thank you, Jason, for your presentation. And I believe the applicant is here, as you noted. If so, and they wish to speak, can support staff please unmute them? Okay, Rafael, you are unmuted. Hi, um, this is Rafael Tercios. Uh, I'm the acting associate engineer for the uh, uh, Coyote Creek uh, Flood Management Measures Project uh, with the Santa Clara Valley Water District. Um, as Jason mentioned, um, the tree removals uh, are um, in service of the um, construction of flood walls um, as part of this project. Um, there are on three private properties. And as Jason also mentioned, um, although we are a public agency, um, tree removal on private property uh, is subject to these uh, tree removal permits. Um, I'm available to answer any questions, but I believe uh, Jason um, summarized the project fairly well. Uh, so if there are any questions, um, I'll be on hand to answer them. Thank you, Rafael. Is there anybody else on the Valley Water team that wishes to speak or that's it? Jason, you mentioned two names. Was someone else present that wishes to speak? Um, I don't know if Matt Powers from Gordon and Ball wants to speak. That's the contractor. Yeah, thank you, Jason. Um, I have no further, uh, further comments at this time. You summarized uh, uh, beautifully, so thank you. Thank you, Mr. Powers. Support staff, now we'll go on to the public comments. Do we have anybody in the audience who wishes to speak on this project? And if so, can you please unmute them and call them as they appear on the screen? Yes, Lynn Stevenson, go ahead and unmute your device. Hi, yes, this is Lynn Stevenson. Can you Hello, hear me? Good morning. Yes. Oh, sorry, I accidentally muted you. Go ahead, kid. Go ahead, Lynn. Uh, please unmute yourself. You are muted. Lynn? Lynn, can you please unmute yourself? Yeah, there you go. Go okay. ahead. Go ahead with your comments. Sorry. Time. Okay. I have a, for a couple questions. I want to know whether there's a CEQA report on this project. Um, secondly, I heard uh, Robert tell us that these trees are in proximity of the project and the, the flood wall, and that's why they have to be removed. Uh, then I heard Valley Water say that they're being removed in connection to the project. I want to know which it is because it has a big impact on the trees. We are primarily objecting to the removal of the big oak at the end of 17th Street, which is at the address of 398. Um, and the redwoods behind 150 Arroyo, which was not mentioned. Um, I also need to know why Valley Water doesn't need a permit to remove ordinance sized trees. If residents need them because they are on their private property, why does Valley Water not need them? 
And connect, uh, additionally, Valley Water has already commenced huge work in removing huge trees along the creek, uh, the trunks of which are over at their site at the end of 17th Street by the William Street Bridge. Uh, we want to know how these trees were removed and why they were removed without a permit. Um, so we are objecting primarily to the oak at 398 South 17th, which is not in the way of the flood wall. It's not anywhere near the flood wall. It's a huge oak that defines that end of the street and needs to stay. I would need to see some reason why that tree needs to come out. Um, you know, the, the, there are so many trees that have been taken out already. Probably at least 20 trees have been taken out by Bali Water already, to our knowledge, without permits. Um, that's it for now. Thank you. Thank you, Lynn. So, Paul staff, do we have anyone else in the audience who wishes to speak? Sasha, if you're... No, we do not. Thank you. Hearing or seeing none, the public hearing is now closed, and I will ask staff to respond to the comments raised by Ms. Stevenson, and I believe Valley Water can also assist in with the response. Okay. Um... I will start with uh, the permitting issues regarding private and public land. Um, so this this came up earlier. This is a series of tree removals. So actually, Valley Water has had a series of tree removal permits already approved. Um, in short, uh, for the removal of trees that are not on private property, meaning um, property that is not owned by the city or Valley Water. Um, Section 5.6 of the Santa Clara Valley Water District Act lists implementation of flood control measures as one of Valley Water's enumerated powers. And therefore they are not subject to local regulations, meaning city regulations that would prevent them from conducting and implementing flood control measures um, because Valley Water is a state-created agency. Local regulations are preempted and cannot prevent the agency from doing what it was created to do, which in this case is flood control. Um, the reason why they need tree removal permits for these trees in particular is because these trees are not on Valley Water land um, and they are located on private property um, on on basically a house owned by the owners listed here on 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 the agenda item um for other work i i i know um i believe lynn mentioned some trees which are on city land which are not on private property uh, that is not within planning's jurisdiction. That is within the jurisdiction of other departments, including the Department of Transportation and um, potentially also uh, PRNS, Parks, uh, Parks Recreation and Neighborhood Services. Um, and they would have gone through the process. And I believe they also need to notice the trees um, for removal. And I, I if, if, those trees are part of their jurisdiction. I trust they have done so. They've been working with multiple city departments, including planning in order to um, do this project. Um, 
the sequel for the project, I believe I will defer that to um, Raphael or, or Matt. Um, and then um, regarding the proximity of a flood wall, I know there are other trees. Um, there are other trees that um, were originally slated for removal that Valley Water has um, redone. design their flood walls and such and i i, I think um rafael should uh, or or matt should be able to get into that as well and then um for 150 arroyo um the owner of that parcel is valley water so they um will not need a permit for that because they own the parcel um and then i think that's all i have so i'm have to defer the rest to either Thank Raphael you, Jason. or Matt. And I, I think the first question that Ms. Stevenson asked also had to do with CEQA. Do we have anyone on the CEQA team online? And if so, can they explain? I see it is an exemption. Um, exemption 15301H. Valley Water is going to be the lead uh, agency for this. Okay. So uh, can value... Okay, Raphael... Uh, Support staff, can you please unmute, unmute Valley Waters, Raphael? Yes. All right, so let me start off. Um, CEQA provides statutory, statutory exemption for emergency projects, uh, which includes specific actions necessary to prevent or mitigate an emergency. Um, after analysis of the facts and applicable law on June 23rd, 2020, following a public hearing, the board determined that the FOCP, uh, which is a FERC order of compliance project, which includes the Coyote Creek Flood Management Measures Project, this project qualifies for exemption. Valley Water filed for a notice of exemption with the County of Santa Clara Clerk Quarter in June 29th of 2020. Um, and so all that to say is that uh, this project is exempt from CEQA. Um, and I also wanted to clarify earlier, I think I used vague language, but the trees that are being removed are in the way of the flood wall to be constructed. Um, I think I just use general terms usually as a habit, but these trees are in the, um, essentially where the flood wall will go. I think there was another question about uh, a large oak being removed over by, um, uh, I believe it was... let's see 398 south 17th street um and so uh, i want to clarify that the tree that's being removed is not the large one that is closest to the street we actually looked at that tree and made adjustments to our um flood wall to make sure to uh protect that tree as best as we can and so there are no plans to remove that tree and this permit does not it, we're not applying for the removal of that tree there's a different tree that's being removed uh that happened to be a coast live oak uh but we're doing what we can to protect that tree uh because we're aware that uh it's a public facing tree and it's a very nice tree and i, th I th i'm not sure if i've covered all the comments questions but uh i'll turn the microphone back over thank you rafael you've uh you have done so but uh, do we still have a sequa uh Staff and I believe David is here. I just wanted to confirm you to confirm that staff reviewed Valley Water's secret determination and as a responsible agency, we are in concurrence. Of course, that's why if it is, that's why we are here. But I just want to make sure that this is confirmed by CEQA staff as well.
I'm Robert, so David Kahn, Principal Planner in the City's Environmental Review Team. Um, so the, the exemption was reviewed by um, implementation staff while preparing the document. Um, generally, tree removals on private property are exempt unless it's considered a sensitive habitat. Um, in this case, because of you know, because of the analysis, it was determined that it was not considered to be you know, be an issue that would bump it out of an exemption. Um, I did want to mention that there are um, conditions of, in addition to what Valley Waters talked about, there are conditions of the Santa Clara Valley Habitat Conservation Plan that apply. Um, so that anything going through this area also has to comply with the Santa Clara Valley Habitat Conservation Plan, which the Valley Water is also a partner agency in addition to the city. So there are those measures in the Santa Clara Valley Habitat Conservation Plan that would apply you know, for to this project and implementation and restoration. Thank you, Mr. Keon. Um, I do have one more question for staff. So Jason, uh, the, the city's uh, tree ordinance also requires mitigation, you know, whether to pay in lieu fees or uh, planting of trees. What kind of mitigation did this one generate and why and is it adequate? Um, the mitigation for this is going to be in new fees. So as I said before, Valley Water has had multiple tree removal permits come through regarding this project. Um, there is tree replacement for this project. However, all of the trees that are being used to replace have been, um, were used up in prior permits. So there is actually um, some replanting in this area um, but it was it was used, um, I, I believe it's around 17th and Santa Clara, and Raphael can correct me if I'm incorrect there. Um, but that mitigation was conditioned in a prior permit. So these trees this time are being, um, there is an in-new fee of $775 per tree that Valley Water is paying to the city. Um, but there is tree mitigation in this area from a prior from a prior reach. Thank you. And then the in lieu fee is determined adequate and in full compliance with the city's tree ordinance, correct? Th that's correct. The the mitigation fee was paid in um a couple of weeks ago and, and it's it's stated in the permit. Thank you. And I think that's all the questions that I have. I believe I do have enough. Uh, information to make uh, a decision here. So having heard from staff and also the applicants, which is Valley Water, also the community and their concerns and the fact that staff and Valley Water fully responded to this. This project is in full compliance with the city's ordinance. In addition, I see overriding considerations in terms of one, water provision, and then provide flood protection, definitely for the health and safety of the residents in that area. Uh, this project is also providing mitigation. Uh, on note of that, item number 4A, TR23-467 is hereby approved. And support staff, can you please show that on the screen? Thank you. Again, TR23-467 is hereby approved. We'll move on to the next item on the agenda, which is everybody's uh, favorite. 
adjournment. This concludes the planning director hearing for January 23rd, 2024. Thank you very much for coming and please be safe out there. This meeting is adjourned at 9.35 a.m. Thanks again.